0: Welcome to the Beyond Skin Deep Podcast by me, Jodi Vanessa. This is where I discuss everything in lifestyle from relationships to wellness, with a bit of beauty here and there, and a few stories to share. Stay tuned and be entertained. Week, I'd like to talk about being yoked well, equally yoked as it pertains to relationships. And I'm not doing it in the conventional sense. I mean, I think most people, Christian or not, understand where the term comes from and so forth. So, I would like to just get down to the nitty gritty and talk about things that the church really doesn't speak about when it comes to being equally yoked for relationships. So as a Christian, I know that when it comes to getting into a relationship, we're schooled and we're drilled about being equally yoked. But I think that we stop short when it comes to that. Because we speak of equally yoked as it pertains to religion you know so you need to date somebody that is christian if you're a christian and i agree with that but i believe that equally yoked is far more than dating somebody that is christian because being Chris sometimes the only thing you have in common is your christianity so being equally yoked has a lot more to do with literally what i would say compatibility um you don't necessarily to have need to have everything come on and be the same person or the same brain, but it comes down to knowing what you want, whether or not your personality complements your spouse's personality, whether or not what your spouse is looking for, you're aligned to that because some people look for people that align to them um, who are li- a lot like them and some people look for somebody who is completely opposite to compliment them. So, for this episode, I will be touching career slash passion as in, and parenting. Now, I'm not touching sex. I will leave that to, for a later podcast when I have a brave friend who is willing to speak about how sexual compatibility is important for a marriage. I'm not married, so... I will not speak to that, but I speak to career wise and parenting wise because these are things that you have to determine before you're even married, discussions you need to have before you say your I do's. So let's get cracking. Okay, so. The first one I'm tapping into is passion slash career. I'm using these terms very fluid, very loosely, so do not take it too literally. You know, you'll understand what I mean as I go along. So career doesn't mean that you have to have the same job or be on the same level um, when it comes to being equally yoked with regards to your passion and your career. Um, people tend to think that when us as women say that we want a man that is passionate and driven we necessarily want a man that has to be a corporate poor host you know and that is not necessarily the case we want somebody ambitious and driven in whatever they like or whatever they're passionate about but you want the man to be passionate about something and sometimes she just wants it could be a hobby it could be a side hustle it might not be his 9 to 5 but him, you know, he has a passion for being an artist and him, seeing him stay up at, late at night and paint something seeing him hustle on the side and try to compose a song or being a writer it, it can be anything you know along with his 9 to 5 or just go after that alone that is what she means and what is a common misconception sometimes is people equate driven to success to a certain type of success i would say so because somebody's a manager they must be driven and sometimes i'm not saying that this is for all managers or even for most But it happens Um, sometimes some people are just afforded more opportunities than others and they are bright within their right but they might not be as passionate as somebody that might be below them in the company and they're not driven and she might not find the manager as attractive because guess what he doesn't have that grit that she wants because sometimes people want that kind of grit, that kind of passion, that kind of... He is so ambitious. You're seeing him work hard for it. You're seeing him do it. It's like... <laughs> it's like if you go to the gym and, it's, and you see sometimes it, not them guys that go go there to flex but you know you see a guy that's really nice and attractive in body and he work in out and he pushing and you're like yeah that's that is like he's yeah that hot in his drive for his goals and things of that nature so it's the gr- it's more about the grind and not necessarily the status when I mean, a woman sometimes say, "Hey, I want a man that's passionate." Because sometimes she gets up and she dates that manager, and he ain't that for her. Because guess what? He doesn't show that passion. He doesn't show that drive. So you have to be very, so you have to be very careful of when you say you want something, that that is really what you're getting. And not judge it by the status or the person's job and at the same time you have to also ensure that you can live with the decisions you make I will elaborate later on so the same goes for women like there are men out there that have the drive and they have ambition and they are the top of their game they're very successful they don't need a wife that works and you have it split down the middle now listen to me carefully as I explain this Mm -hmm. so some men might find it sexy to have a wife that wants to be driven towards work instead of being a stay at home wife no, not saying a stay at home wife isn't driven, she is driven too because I can say for myself, I don't know if I could do it I I work very hard but I don't know if I could do it because it's a lot of work and a lot of drive and then some men while they're out there and they're working so hard and they are on their grind it's good to know that you have somebody that they can come home to that can give them the support yeah she's working hard at home too because don't think the stay at home job is easy but he knows that his home is taken care of so she's driven within that she's more family oriented she's more geared towards that so she's passionate towards that so you have to make sure so when i said that making sure you're equally yoked it means equally yoked in the sense or compatible in the sense that what you think or what your attraction is in your partner that it's what you are getting and getting career-wise because you might be a successful man and you want uh, to be a poor couple and that works for you you might be a successful man and have a wife that she supports you she is your rebel she is your loin she is your everything and She's your comfort because she's at home. And she holds down the fort while you go out and do that hustle. So those two women are equally great and equally phenomenal. But they are two completely different women. Now, if you are the man that wants the woman to give you that is at home... And you get the one that is the go-getter. And I don't really want to say go-getter. I think that's a bad word. Because it gives the impression that if you're a to mom, you're not a go-getter. And that it couldn't be further from the truth. But um, what I mean is the one that is more business-like and business-centered. No, the workaholic. Yeah. I, you know. You're not going to dwell with that you're not going to do well with that because she's busy and come home she might not even be home yet or you come home and she might still be working she you know and she might need the support from you that you need from her and if the two of you keep on wanting the same thing and then you're pulling from each other but not putting into it it's gonna be very difficult it's it's going to be very difficult and then if you're that man who wants the business oriented lately but you have the one that stays at home and wants to stay at home with the kids and decides that that's what you're gonna do and you guys can afford to do it you might find yourself swaying when you see somebody at your office you know somebody that might be a partner in the business going after her dreams he might get up and start having wandering eyes because hey she might not be hotter than your wife she might not be hotter than your partner but you find her drive sexy because that is what you wanted so you need to be clear to your partner and you need to be clear to yourself and honest to yourself about what you want and nothing is wrong with that i think the problem is we don't say what we want and we don't admit to ourselves what we want because we feel like saying that we don't want a particular thing is like we're rejecting or discriminating and it's not we all have our types and you have to know that the decision that you're going to make is the one that you're going to make for the rest of your life and for example if you are the one that needs it comes down eventually to even your love language Wait, so it's not an easy decision, and it's not something that you realize early. And this is why I will, I am a strong 100% believer in pre marital counseling, they ask you the questions that you do not think to ask your partner because i tell you this and i always say this you can have a great guy date a great girl and have a very toxic relationship because they were not meant for each other. okay <laughs> have seen quite a few relationships break up because people don't understand their jobs and their drive and I can give you a personal example because I have always had a hectic job my very first nine-to-five wasn't a nine-to-five it was a customer service representative and you're always changed depending on peak hours and peak season and then I've moved from that being a journalist because that is actually what I studied you know my customer service job was really to hold me what's for me to get my favorite job and I was a journalist no you might say oh I was a lifestyle reporter So it was it wasn't supposed to be as hectic but it was because I was a lifestyle reporter I had to go to the div- different events and I had a partner At the time that didn't understand that he started we started dating at the end of me being in the customer care job and then I left that job in Oregon thinking that I could find something quickly so I was unemployed for over a year and I think he got used to me being at his women fancy but I always knew that I always have a busy job cause I always wanted to be a journalist and he did not understand or he could not understand with me working more than an 8-hour day. You know, it's never something that he had to do and it wasn't something he could understand me doing, especially being an alpha male. You know, he thought that he should be the man's man and the man's man should be the harder workers so me working some days 12 hours got to work 10 o'clock coming home 12 o'clock or we making plans to go out on a date but then an event come up that i need to cover so we have to postpone that date it was very difficult it was very difficult for him and that didn't make him a bad guy that i just realized in that we would not be okay for each other because he couldn't get that you know what we'd have to make spontaneous dates or hangouts because we can't plan like that and i know that you can't hope for me to get an easier job like you're going to sit down and wait for me to resign from that job to go to something easier and that's not also not fair to me because suppose i wanted to be a journalist forever i'm not anymore but i am a writer at heart and irrespective of me leaving that profession the profession i'm now in the job i'm now in is also demanding yes i'm home and i can work from home now during this covid period but i'm still busy i think i work more now and longer hours now and I'm still blogging. I know I've added po- podcast to my repertoire. I'm going to always be that busy girl because I am the girl that's not going to be comfortable staying home, sitting home, doing nothing. I'm always going to be the dream chaser, and only whether I catch my dreams or not, that will really definitely be God's plan. So God may say that plan isn't for you, so I'll switch it up, but. I know that I'm not going to ever be the settled down girl, like, well not, let me not say the settled down girl, because that can be misinterpreted as the girl who doesn't want a relationship, hello, no, know, I'm in a relationship, and I do want to get married, but I'll never be the girl that will not be doing anything, I wouldn't, I need to be working, so, and I can't promise that I won't have the hectic job. So, for me, I know that I need a man that is equally aggressive and busy so that he doesn't miss me as much <laughs> and I don't have to pamper and soothe his ego. For me or apologize let me say not to this ego but I don't have to apologize for who I am because in that relationship I had to constantly apologize for being who I am and it wasn't healthy for me it wasn't healthy for him he wasn't a bad guy I wasn't the bad guy we just weren't um, we were equally yoked in uh, spiritual wise because he was a Christian I was a Christian And I think our morals in some ways, in most ways, our morals aligned. But we didn't align career-wise. And it would not work because at some point, there would have to be a major compromise. And while in relationships, you have to compromise something, when it comes down to the compromise being something so great that you feel like, you are losing yourself then that's a compromise that you shouldn't risk because i knew that deciding that i wouldn't work would be something for me that would be like ripping out a part of me or changing my especially at that time when I just was in journalism, I mean, no, I changed the job, but when I was just in journalism, I was just getting my dream job, I was at the in the section that I wanted to be in, which was lifestyle. I couldn't foresee myself leaving at that time you you didn't want somebody to tell you that you have to be somebody else, and I also didn't think it would be fair to tell him that hey you know you need to suck it up because his love language was obviously excessive quality time and constant affirmations which I just wasn't able to give especially not at that time so for me this is why I say you have to know what your partner wants from you your their expectations from you career and passion wise and you need to know what you can live with don't be infatuated by the initial love you need to know yes he's driven but can I deal with somebody in that profession yes she's passionate but I can, can I deal with somebody in that pre- um profession? No, she's not so passionate. Do I need her to have more drive or feel as my equal in that aspect? Because being somebody's equal don't mean that you have the same passion as they do. It doesn't. But it's how people look on it. So I'm using these terms very loosely, please don't take them too personal. Right? So, that's why I would say, equally yoked, you have to think of career. It, it might seem a lot of people take it for granted and a lot of people think it's a shallow topic. It's not shallow. And it's very important because you need to know what you personally can live with. Now I'm going to touch on the topic of parenting. Parenting now you ever see those couples that are so healthy and happy and then the child comes together and it's all split spill? well yeah one thing we take for granted is that especially when we're Christians is that and you know to have don't spare the rod and spoil the child kind of thing we think that okay everybody has the same moral compass as parenting and know how we want to raise our child no we don't no we do not we do not you know that you both maybe want to raise your child as christian and it stops there one parent might believe in positive um reinforcement one might be leaving negative reinforcement when it comes to punishment one might believe in the error and spoiler channel and one parent might believe in timeouts and withdrawal methods to not you know one person might want to make sure that their child is um raised to be corporate heads, one want their child to be free spirited and listen listen this is something that needs to be discussed. You better discuss it before that this is one of the initial topics once you realize the relationship is getting serious you discuss whether or not how you want to raise your child before that man becomes your husband before that man becomes your fiance before that woman becomes your fiance this is something that you need to discuss because children will know when you are weak. You need a united front and you do not want them to indirectly, because children don't want to break up their parents, but you don't want them to indirectly divide and conquer you. And you might say, hey, but you don't have no kids. No, sweetie. No, I do not have any kids, but I don't need to drink poison to know that it will kill me. And I'm sure you don't need to put your hand in fire to know that it will burn. know you have enough friends you have enough um, things out there that shows you and enough examples out there that shows you that when it comes to children you have to be a united front so it comes down to you have to have the same value system you have to have the same value system similar it doesn't have to be identical parenting styles but they have to be complementary parenting styles and there are things that you have to agree on when it comes to punishing when it comes to raising that child because there's more to a child than their religious perspective there's more to a child than their Christianity they are human they have personalities and listen if you take that granted when you are going to become parents you're gonna see very quickly how that can tear you apart I had very different parents like very different parents um, and I knew exactly who to ask what I know that if I wanted to go out had to ask mom because daddy will always be a no my mother would be 90% a no but you have that 10% that you might get a yes my father would always be a no so you know um who to ask what see so kids test those waters you know but while my parents were very different and had very and I think they had very different styles my father was more of a authoritarian my mother's an authoritarian too But, there were certain things you could have conversations with her about. After I got to adulthood, there are little things that I could really have conversations with her about. No, daddy was the the dad that told you what to do, what not to do. And, he was the creative. So, he taught me how how to draw and... He facilitated my creative side, but I had no personal (laughs) conversations with him. But um, what I would say is their values and how they wanted to raise their child came intersected. So while their styles were different, their goals and their end game was the same. They knew what kind of children that they wanted and while and they both baseline had the same style ish of parenting, I mean my mother wasn't quick to beat as my father no when I say beat please I don't mean bleed be it's like those, be beat, abusive beatings. No slap, my get slap. Um, you know nothing abusive at all. I would never call my parents anything like that. So, you know, but you, you get the tool at them, and daddy will get the tool at them quick. Mummy will give you. For me I think mommy gave you two warnings depending on the crime depending on the crime you get liquid but for the most part you get a warning you get Jodie so do to that Jodie so do to that third time you don't get a Jodie not do that and then a beating you just get a, you know daddy on the other hand would say Jodie go for the belt and I think that was more punishment <laughs> on a real serious level. I think that was more punishment than just giving me the lick. Sending send you for the belt. And then him tell us. Uh, you take longer, you get more lick. So you like a little kid running for the belt. Like. <laughs> <they> just never. <laughs> Ain't not too funny. Ain't not too funny at all. But anyway. I can laugh now. But I, if I think about it. I can count on my hands the amount of beating I got. Because. I was a relatively um, disciplined child, I wasn't rebellious but, and that came down also to your parenting my parents, you know, you knew what what they accepted what they didn't accept and you knew from an early age and both of them didn't falter and one punishment or one of the worst quarreling I got is when I was very little at the time and I asked I think I asked dad for something and he said no and then I asked mom and mom said yes and my mother was really upset about it and she said to me um never when my father tells me no come to her and ask her again what the first parent says always go I never forgot that. I think that was uh, one of the, as a child, not as an adult. I've seen her more upset since, but as a child, as a young child, I, I think that was the most upset she was, and that came down to being a united front as parents. You now, if you have completely different parenting styles and different ways of raising a child, even her. And that statement and yes or no she wouldn't feel that strongly about it because she might be more passionate about how she feel about what she said yes for and maybe feel like hey he's being too strict he's been this he's been to that and if the conviction in her if she wasn't more concerned about being a united front what would happen is I would divide and conquer and then daddy would get upset. And then it would be a whole new argument between the two of them. Because he told me no and this and that. And she tug, he pulls. And it maybe started as something simple. And it end up being something really big. And it will manifest in different ways. So you have to make sure that you have an idea of how you want to raise your child. You know? All... I think all good parents I'm not going to say all parents some people are sperm donors thank God I had two good parents whether or not I would do everything their way is is not a factor to them it's just that different personalities and different strokes for different folks but I had two good parents you know all good parents mean their children well and And if all good parents mean their children well, all good parents have an idea of how they want to raise their child and they are going to feel strongly about it. Now, if you have two good parents that have two opposite ways of how they want to raise their child coming together, they are going to be strong and steadfast in the way that they want to raise their children. They're going to be strong and steadfast of how they want to communicate with them. They're going to be strong and steadfast about what they want their child to do. They're going to be strong and steadfast about the activities they want their child to participate in. They're going to be strong and steadfast about how their child should speak, how their child... everything. How their child should act. How their child should be punished. How their child should be... um treated or rewarded because some parents do not believe in reward and so so you have and there and if it's two opposite ways of parenting one they will always be pulling apart and it doesn't mean that any way is necessarily 100% wrong it just means that you are not going to come together. And then every time there's a topic surrounding the child that has an opposite point of view, it will be an argument. And then that child is going to get up after a while feeling like they are their parent's problem because their parent is quarreling about this and their parent is fighting about that and their parent is always fighting when it comes to decisions that they need to make and things of that nature and it's not fair to that child to feel like that and you might think that it's something that they don't register but children are very resilient they know and know if you have a manipulative child you're going to have a child that's going to pit you against against each other so you need to know beforehand what type of parent you wanna be and you need to know what type of parent your spouse intends to be because if your spouse does not want um does not align to your parenting style you might have a happy marriage until you decide to have kids and that will be a problem and you have those kids for eighteen years At least, and you do not want eighteen years of turmoil. So yeah, you need to ask each other this this question: Do you want kids? Please do not take this for granted. Do not take this question for granted in this day and age especially after you hit a certain age like myself once you're over 30 it's very unlikely that you're going to find a partner that doesn't have kids it it happens but it is rare because a lot of people have children early now sometimes they want to have another child with their wife or their husband but sometimes they are done and nothing breaks a marriage more than after you're married you hear that your, your wife may be tied off her tubes or your husband did have a vasectomy because he didn't want no more kids and you never saw yourself without having a child and you are not going to be able to have any because your partner decided that they didn't want to have any. This is a question you need to ask long before you get engaged once you realize the relationship is getting serious so you spare your feelings. And please do not get up and lie to yourself or that partner. When they tell you that you don't want no more kids because you in emotional bliss, that hey, you can live with that and you know you can't live with it and you're just hoping and holding on that that person might change their mind because truth be told, that person might never change their mind and they are entitled to that right. Do not take that right from them. And the same thing goes for the partner who has children or maybe doesn't have a child and does not want any. Do not take away the right from your partner to have children. If you know you do not want children and you know that you are dating somebody that definitely wants a child, tell them early. Give them the right to say yes or no. Give them the right to think about it. Now. What you also have to ask your partner is. Suppose I can't have kids. And you might think that this is a weird question but. I've seen healthy people that have difficult pregnancies. You know. Healthy men that has done everything right. Healthy women that have done everything right. And just for some reason they have difficulty having children. Or... They find out late that they can't have any and that has broken up many marriages because the other partner couldn't handle the fact that their their spouse can't have a child and many people will say oh my god that spouse is just so cruel because the the partner finding out um that they can't have a child or it's their fault It's heartbreaking, and I agree, it's heartbreaking, it's heart-rending, it's painful, but you also have to bear in mind that it might not have been something that they thought about at all. If you never thought about never having kids, and you and your partner discussed having children and planned to have children and were trying to have children and then all of a sudden you hear that you can't it is something that is traumatic for both parties it is something that is traumatic for both parties and you have to be understanding to both parties but at the same time you're married so it shouldn't be a couple t- to leave so you need to have that difficult conversation with your spouse would it be enough for me and you to live together and grow older is it that you can't live without not having children or are would you be willing to adopt because there are some people who are just not willing to adopt and there are some people that don't know if they can live without having children and don't get me wrong asking this question and they answering it when they think that they are in love with you and are happy and in bliss and then don't think that it's possible of happening is the one thing and they can say anything to you at that point and then when the situation really arises they both you know it's it's a tough thing but that doesn't mean you shouldn't have the question in the uh, the conversation any at all because you might get an honest answer you might get a real truthful answer and you might have them to really think about them think about it so that maybe if the situation arises god forbid knock on wood knock on wood and concern for like god forbid um if it does if it does happen they would know that hey we had this conversation hey let's go to plan b or hey you are enough i mean it's tough i'm going to need some time tomorrow and i'm going to need some time to adjust to this situation but i'm not going anywhere because we had discussed this extensively and i'm prepared for it I'm not really prepared for it emotionally because nobody's really prepared for this, but I am mentally prepared that I'm going to stick this through and we are going to find a way to make this through and both of you do what you must. Alright? So that's what I have to say when it comes to parenting. (laughs) comes to the end of my second episode of Beyond Skin Deep with me, Jodie and Vanessa. I spoke a lot about equally yoked today and my definition of it and different aspects that I think that we should actually venture into. I know my last statement about whether or not you can have kids isn't an aspect of being equally yoked at all but I really just didn't want to leave that part unsaid because I just think it's a conversation you must have with your partner um because you don't know what will happen but I am so happy to be sharing these episodes with you my thoughts with you feel free to message email me seek me out on instagram And holla at me. I am open to your conversations, to your questions, to your recommendations. Thank you for tuning in again. Love you. XOXO. You'll hear from me next week. Bye. For being a part of the Beyond the Skin Deep podcast hosted by me, Jodi and Vanessa. You can reach out to me on all my social media platforms, which is my Instagram and Twitter, Jodi and You can email me at Jodian website at gmail.com. You can check out my website at Jodi Vanessa. Dot com. That's J-O-D-Y-A-N-N-E-V-A-N-E-S-S-A.com Feel free to subscribe for my monthly newsletter or mail out. And thank you again for tuning in. XOXO, bye.